our workforce studio. It almost brings me to tears. Just this school is great. It's really changed my life. It's put me on the right path, and I'm exactly where I need to be. Just keep going. Just do it. Just do it, Rick. VR Workforce Studio, podcasting the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation through the inspiring stories of people with disabilities who have gone to work. Working in a field that I understand. As well as the professionals who have helped them. A job and a career. You got to look at how life-changing this is. And the businesses who have filled their talent pipelines with workers that happen to have disabilities. To help expand registered apprenticeship. These are their stories. Because there's such a great story to tell about people with disabilities. Now, here are the hosts of the VR Workforce Studio, Rick Sizemore and Betsy Civilette. Welcome to episode 108 of the VR Workforce Studio podcast, The Electricity of Lauren's Apprenticeship. Today's show all about vocational rehabilitation and registered apprenticeship as we bring you the story of Lauren Prescott. In today's Big Inspiration Showcase, we talk with Lauren about her disability, her hands-on vocational rehabilitation training, and her path to employment and apprenticeship. We also have a couple of nationally recognized experts on vocational rehabilitation and apprenticeship later in the show to talk about the amazing opportunities that emerge when VR and employers embrace the inclusive apprenticeship model to fill the talent pipelines for business and industry. Our show begins today from the graduation ceremony at Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center with uh, my fabulous and talented co-host, Betsy Civilette. Hey, Betsy. Rick, the graduation ceremony here at Wilson celebrates important milestones for a number of people with disabilities who are ready to enter the workforce. Lauren, who we will talk with in just a few minutes in the big inspiration showcase, graduates today as an electrician's assistant marking the first step in her career pathway to becoming employed as a registered apprentice. I feel really excited. I'm, I'm happy to be here with everybody. Uh, we're having a lot of fun <laughs> just taking pictures, and we're all really excited to walk across stage. We definitely accomplished our goal here, and we're ready to start our lives. Right, guys? Yeah! <laughs> Lauren's vocational rehabilitation counselor, Aaron Hudgens, is leading the efforts to help Lauren move into a career as an apprentice that will prepare her to become a licensed electrician. I think she does have what it takes to build a nice little career pathway through electrical work. Well, we're in the VR workforce studio with Lauren Prescott. A young woman that I've gotten to know here through Wilson Workforce and Rehabilitation Center. Let's start with your story. How did you wind up at Wilson Workforce? I wound up at Wilson Workforce. Um, well, my sister actually got in a car accident years ago, and she ended up coming here, and she absolutely loved it. She let me in on uh, information about the school. Uh, I thought it was a good idea. I've been working. I don't I don't want to say it. I've been working bad jobs, you know, like Staples, Ollie, 7-Eleven, Dollar Tree, just stuff that I couldn't really they're, they're progress fine in. They're fine jobs, I but mean, they're not careers. Right. And that's something I, I need a career. I wanted something I can actually progress and just get really good at. I mean, you can only become a manager at a retail store or a manager at a restaurant. How did you figure out you wanted to be an electrician? <laughs> well, 
Well, I've always been really mechanical. I like to know how things work. I like to try to decipher issues on things. You know, electricians do make a lot of money, too. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, if I'm allowed to say that, <laughs> I thought it absolutely. was one of the best programs here. Absolutely. So uh, tell us about your disability. Well, I have ADHD. Um, in a way, I don't really look at it like it's a disability mm-hmm. because it is part of my personality and it gives me the characteristics that I have as a person. It does. My memory's bad sometimes. I do have trouble remembering things. Sometimes my instructors do have to tell me to calm down, slow down, Lauren. Life isn't a rush. We're going to get it done. And that's good to hear that. that they, you know, It's good to know that they know when I'm trying to like be a little fast because sometimes I'm not thinking about how fast I'm trying to get something done. I just mm-hmm. want to do it the right way. Right. Try to prove myself too. Well, let's take this from the beginning. You developed an interest in electricity. You know you have a disability. You came to Wilson Workforce and you were enrolled in the external training option. Tell us how that worked and how you've learned the skills to be an electrician. I've learned so much working with my instructors around campus. I've learned how to do receptacles, single pull, three-way, four-way switches. I can put in light fixtures. I actually changed my mom's light fixture in her uh, dining room couple weeks ago or three weeks ago. So, I mean, I, I've, I've learned a lot and I came from absolutely knowing nothing. I mean, honestly, I wasn't even really sure how to hold a drill the right way when I got here. And now I'm pretty good at it. I can change bits. I can put, you know, drywall hold this perfect square in the wall for an outlet. Well, there's, <laughs> there had to be some initial beginning place where they tested you, evaluated you to, oh, to see yeah. that you had that skill level. Tell us about that. When I got here, I had to go for a week evaluation before I actually came to the school. It's really cool. They're, the people there are so sweet. Um, they basically have you do a bunch of tests too. I remember there was this one test where it was a spinny wheel and it's basically, it time, it, uh, it's basically times you to see how, how many like pegs you can drop in a hole. And then there was a circuit board. And we had to, because I want to do electricity, so they're going to give me a little bit of stuff mm-hmm. for electricity. I mean, I did a little bit of everything, because you pick. Like, my first choice was electricity, and then my second choice was HVAC. I guess they said I was okay enough to do it. Then you moved into hands-on training with uh, a licensed electrician. Yep. Hands-on training. Tell us about that. What's it, What's well, the average day like average day. of cool. learning how to be an electrician? Okay. And what's the half a million square feet here? I mean, it's, there's a lot of electricity oh, yeah, yeah. flowing the, through this place. Yeah, the campus is huge. We have go-karts that we ride around to get to the buildings we need to uh, do work with. Um, we convert a lot of light fixtures. We're actually here soon. Uh, we used to just change the fluorescents to LEDs as they go out. But here soon, we ordered a tons of light bulbs. We're just going to start converting all of them at once. We'll have to put wire mold up. Like, that's wire mold right there. Or else we'll have to put holes in the wall and actually fish wire. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it can get a little tedious. Two days ago, we put a doorbell in. So just run through the skills that you have right now as an electrician's okay. helper. And then skills, we're going to talk okay. about where you're headed in your career. But sure. tell us what you can do right. now. All right. So I, I know the the basics. Um, but coming from knowing absolutely nothing, I think I'm doing very well. So I can do single pull switches, three-way switches, four-way switches, we can add outlets, um, multimeter reading. Like they teach me how to read the multimeter. They taught me how to use basically every tool that we use in the trades from like the drills to a hole saw. It's a hole <laughs> saw. That was a little challenging the first time I tried to use a hole saw. They put me in 12 weeks of advanced wiring. Well, 
basic first, basic wiring, and uh-huh. then they could put me in another 12-week of advanced wiring. And that helped me a lot because we were on wire boards like every day mm-hmm. to do like single poles, three ways, four ways. And we talked about things. We had like a little exam at the end of, of the class. And it was cool. We go over code, like the rules of the trade, what you can and can't do, mm-hmm. what you should never, ever do, what wires mm-hmm. you should never put together, stuff like that. Steve Detweiler is an electrician who works as part of the physical plant team at Wilson and worked with Laura over the past year during the hands-on portion of her training program. Steve, you've been known to say that Lauren has a wide-ranging basic skill set as an electrician's assistant. Whether it's climbing down into a crawl space, running a new brand circuit for outlets <laughs> in a, in a, for a conference room, or climbing into a lift and going 30 feet in the air to the top of a light pole to to change out a light fixture for a parking lot. So you're saying to me, she can do this work. Yeah. Lauren, how do you feel about the school and what you've learned here? Don't let anything hold you back in life. Wilson has definitely been a blessing for me. I didn't really know what I was going to do with my life, and then I found out about the school. I definitely feel like they set me up for everything I need to do. It almost brings me to tears. Just this school is great. It's really changed my life. It's put me on the right path, and I'm exactly where I need to be. Just keep going. No, this school is great. Nobody's going to judge you here. We're all friends. We're all a big family. I think don't ever let anything hold you back. Just do it. Just do it. Just do it, Rick. There's a new and exciting opportunity for people with disabilities to get involved in apprenticeships. David Leon, the Director of Workforce Programs at the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services, joins us now with more. Thanks, Rick. We do. I I have not been this excited about a work project in a long time. It is an RSA Disability Innovation Fund grant. We are calling it Pathways, and our goal is to help 750 of our clients enter into state, federal, local government positions or registered apprenticeships in STEM or skilled trades. We are really excited about a complete focus and almost a tunnel vision on career pathways around registered apprenticeship and state, federal, and local government. And because it's a demonstration project, we're going to get to do some really unique things through this grant. We are partnering directly with the Department of Labor and Industries Office of Registered Apprenticeship for the state. We are also partnering with the Department of Human Resource Management Each of those agencies are housing a VR liaison, in other words, a counselor position that instead of working at DARS will be housed within those two agencies working on making inroads, developing relationships, and creating opportunities for more people with disabilities to enter into those fields. Dave, apprenticeships have proven to be an effective way for business and industry to meet their workforce needs. Employers, though, who make their apprenticeship programs inclusive of people with disabilities enjoy significant returns on investment, have higher productivity, and lower turnover. If you'd like to know more, visit the link for the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in our show notes for today's show at vrworkforcestudio.com. David Leon is the Director for Workforce Programs with the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services. 
Josh Christensen is the project director for the Partnership on Inclusive Apprenticeship, or PIA, which is led by the Wheelhouse Group, where Josh is a senior consultant. Welcome, Josh. Thank you. Glad to be here. And Debbie Hopkins is the project manager for Aption, an industry intermediary. For the past decade or so, Debbie has worked with an industry to establish registered apprenticeships. Welcome to the podcast, Debbie. Uh, yes, thanks so much for having me here. I'm looking forward to this, Rick. Josh and Debbie, you are both considered experts in how VR can connect with business and industry and offer a career path for people like Lauren and her counselor, Aaron. What is your reaction to what Lauren has done so far to prepare for her career as an electrician? Um, this is Josh. I can I can take it first, Debbie. Um, my reaction would go something like this. <laughs> and I would applaud them. And I would cheer them on and say, keep it up, because I really believe, you know, we, we need more of this. We need uh, more apprenticeship as a pathway because it really is an incredible tool um, to integrate it and competitive employment. It's just a, a solid pathway to, to the middle class, really, and, and setting people up for a career. And so I applaud them for utilizing it. And I would I would cheer them on to keep it up is what it was my initial reaction. You can't see this huge smiling yeah. face at Lauren sitting here just beaming at your comments. Good, good. Thank you. And, and I would add that uh, the most important aspect is to be work ready. Lauren is work ready. She's had the training. She's had the exposure. She has the, the coaching and the mindset. She is ready. And so many candidates who, um, who are looking for their first job are not, but Lauren is. Awesome. Well, Josh, could you tell us more about the Partnership on Inclusive Apprenticeship and how it's been involved with vocational rehabilitation? Sure. Um, so first and foremost, um, PIA, as we tend to call it, Partnership on Inclusive Apprenticeship, we really work to create uh, accessible and inclusive registered apprenticeship programs, also pre-apprenticeship and other alternative credentialing. Um, and we focus on high growth, high demand sectors ones where there is a need and will be a need for the future in the future around talent. And, you know, we're really trying to help companies, um, especially in this competitive environment and in, in, a, in a war for talent, um, help them kind of tap into tr traditionally underrepresented talent pools. Um, that's, that's Pia's large, large overview is helping make accessible and inclusive programs and when we do that, we're just really highly collaborative in nature. Um, by design of our work, thankfully, um, the Office of Disability Employment Policy, U.S. Department of Labor, really encourages us to work with a variety of stakeholders and have an impact where we can. So by virtue of that, we collaborate with a lot of folks, intermediaries we'll probably hear about, um, employers, um, advocacy organizations, and public workforce entities like vocational rehab. And so specific to uh, VR, we have done some very direct work in creating some resources. Um, we're a small team, only been around a little over a year, but we've had the opportunity to work in both Michigan and the great state of Virginia. Um, we worked with Betsy and David Leon to come up just supporting, helping them with a, uh, a, a resource. We helped make kind of a, a sheet that was the value proposition around both apprenticeship and hiring people with disabilities. Um, so we, you know, it has a business case for why companies and organizations need to look at apprenticeship, the business case for hiring people with disabilities, 
We put that together with very state-specific, VR-specific information programs, whatever they want to kind of advertise and promote. And we also generally on those put kind of a a story, um, you know, much like Lauren's of success that they can they can use to kind of provide an anecdote and a story to draw people in. Um, and we give that to them to then, you know, have the original source file. We make it look pretty and then give it a, give it to them to have the source file to use how, as they see fit now and in the future. So those are my specific touch points we've done with VR. Um, but we've had other conversations and I look forward to um, in the second year as we really focus more on public workforce. Um, finding other ways and opportunities to collaborate with Book Rehab. You we put the partner in partnership, that's for sure. So, awesome. uh, Debbie, uh, how can industry intermediaries like Aption help business in VR? Well, first, I'll tell you what an industry intermediary is because it's really a fairly new term. There are 16 industry intermediaries like Aption who are commissioned by the Department of Labor to expand both the number of U.S. apprenticeships and to increase the equity of apprenticeship opportunity for underserved populations, including individuals with disabilities. So industry intermediaries really um, serve as connectors to assist business, training, education partners, uh, develop new national or state apprenticeship programs, to secure funding to help support those programs, and to learn how to tap into diverse apprenticeship candidates, including through VR. We help the broad workforce system, including VR again, to better understand how apprenticeship works so that they can coach program participants like Lauren to explore registered apprenticeship career opportunities. And Josh had mentioned pre-apprenticeship. I'd like to just say that Rick and I share a truly terrific experience with the Wilson Workforce Rehab Center's launch of a pre-apprenticeship program that was designed and performs to directly connect students to employers' apprenticeship programs. And a VR well-designed pre-apprenticeship is really uh, considered a national best practice, and it's a fast trap fast track to apprenticeship in these um, um, high demand, high paying careers. Well, Josh, what is the most important thing in your opinion for Lauren and Aaron to think about as they move into the apprenticeship phase? Well, I started by applauding them because I think they're on the right track. And I think where they are now will, will, you know, pay out, play out in a, in a positive outcome. I think it's something like 95% of all, apprentices yield uh, to a to um, full-time employment so I think they're I think they're kind of set um, and I'm excited because as I mentioned it really can be a, a life-changing option you look at the change in income of people kind of before apprenticeship and then average income after apprenticeship is really sizable and so putting you on a trajectory to a solid career um, you know I, I think they're in good shape and I think you know, the, the other thing I would encourage them to do is really to help us build awareness and advocate for these opportunities and advertise their um, experience, you know, pass it along, play it forward. Really what we're doing right now on this podcast um, to build awareness so that others can take advantage of what is a truly powerful tool, but underutilized at the moment. Debbie, what are your what are the key points of business and frankly VR should concentrate on to be successful using apprenticeships to build their workforce? 
Well, my background before uh, getting into apprenticeship system and workforce and so forth was in human resources. And I can say that today, apprenticeship is really part of an evolution of human resource management. It is uh, evolving for companies to take control, to build their own pipeline of talent, rather than just stealing from each other at, uh, for individuals who may or may not have the, uh, you know, the tenure with them that they would like. So apprenticeship model, the registered apprenticeship model, really is a design of ladders, career pathways, that have this consistent theoretical instruction so that the apprentice can learn why something is important in a job. And the dedicated mentoring, it's usually one-on-one mentoring on the job so that they learn the hows. And by the end of their apprenticeship program, they've mastered a job, not a just one skill, they have mastered a job. So businesses are advised when they launch an apprenticeship program, to have the sort of commitment that and the thinking and the culture that they are planning for future workforce needs in a real organized and consistent way. They're investing in the development of their, of their people and the pipeline of their candidates. So VR and the broad workforce system, uh, really through uh, the understanding that it's the employer engagement that leads all of this, Uh, They can help prepare candidates who are work ready, like Lauren, and apprenticeship ready, which means they're coming in with an attitude to continue learning exactly what that employer wants to teach them for how to understand and and implement the job and really contribute to their um, uh, to their. Uh, success as a business. So that's the type of thing, the key points. It's an investment in the future for both the company and the apprentice. Well, we're spread out all over the country as we record this podcast today, but I'm the lucky guy who's sitting here with Lauren and she is beaming. Lauren, what are you thinking? How how do you feel after having heard uh, Josh and Debbie talk about this? blessed i feel tell us more what's your reaction to all this i feel i feel well it feels amazing to be the person that you guys wanted to like you know share stories so other people can get a feel for what the school is really for and all the other people who are helping the school it's just awesome thank you (laughs) (laughs) i had had a thought um you know, I, I love quilts. Um, my family is kind of big into quilt and quilt making, and and it's an odd correlation. But for the workforce system, each of these agencies and communities and grants and so forth, you know, they're kind of like um, providing a service with a patch. But it's when there's a real community network of of quilts, the communities are connected, the workforce partners, economic development, VR, all the workforce stakeholders, they're really connected to help provide this quilt of support and direction for the individuals who are looking for um, employment and careers and for the businesses to help influence the the, uh, candidate readiness to join their organization. So, So I would say 
say that uh, apprenticeship really um, serves well in that whole uh, that whole network of thinking about how the community can come together to help um, to help businesses really build the candidates that they need and to have a more diverse talent pool, which is one of the big goals of industry today. Uh, Josh, final thoughts? Yeah, yeah. Um, 100% agree with everything Debbie said. And if I'm going to build upon her quilt analogy, um, maybe it's not the patches, but some of the things I've observed might be the, the stitching or sewing or stuffing mm-hmm. to really bring all this together. In the short term, kind of looking at this, there's a couple of things that stand out. And a lot of it is how do we get employers to take more advantage of this? Mm-hmm. How do they use apprenticeship um, as, as a, a talent recruiting development tool um, because right now it's, it's not enough. And so, you know, I would encourage employers to, I think it takes a little more long-term vision, um, not as much short-term thinking that, you know, it is a little bit thinking about two, three, four years out and what that means um, for your company. So I'd encourage that um, because we need, we need larger groups of apprenticeship to really prove out the, the case for, for talent development. And, you know, for a long time companies, uh, there was a bit of a hassle headache. There are increasingly more supports. I mean, mm-hmm. intermediaries like Aption and Debbie's work can be a huge help to employers in, in navigating the process. There's an increased amount of funding coming to states that could be tapped into. Um, there's just a lot of support out there for employers now more than ever to take advantage of it. So that's one thing I would encourage. And then also I would say, there's, there's a bit of onus on not just employers, but the rest of us to figure out how apprenticeships, especially in high growth, high demand mm-hmm. um, sectors, that's what I work on. So clean energy, IT, finance, and healthcare. They do not have the supports and structures and funding in place that programs like Lauren, Lauren's do in, in the traditional uh, realm of construction and welding, plumbing, you know, electricians, those have tried and true um, structures in place, often in line with the union that have, you know, the, the testing, the preparation, um, all of the apprenticeship outline. And that doesn't exist in these other um, entities. And so I think in order to really get employers to, to think long term and take on a bigger share, we're also going to have to figure out how we can um, rapidly come up with strong structures that are already in place for employers to take advantage of, for for um, job seekers like Lauren to jump into and have it be kind of a tried and true path. Uh, you have a webinar, uh, uh, Josh and Debbie. Tell us uh, quickly about that as we wrap up. Yes, um, I'm very excited. Uh, Josh is a wonderful speaker, and he's joining us along with another uh, representative from a, a program that that the Department of Labor has um, called EARN. And the webinar is going to be on Tuesday, June the 28th from 2 to 3 Eastern. It's Disability Inclusive Apprenticeship, a Successful Business Strategy, and will really focus on the ways that businesses can use apprenticeship and how it helps them. It'll also be recorded and be available on our uh, website, um, aptian.com, to, uh, for play later if someone can't make the webinar. Josh Christensen, uh, Debbie Hopkins, uh, on behalf of my co-host, uh, Betsy Civilette, thank you so much for being here. Congratulations to Lauren and Aaron. 
um, keep it up, and, and thanks for thanks for having us on. Yes, thank uh, you. Well, it's time for our National Clearinghouse Update with the always entertaining and informative Heather Service. Hey, Heather. Hey, Rick. Glad to be here. Well, since we're talking about apprenticeships, I have a lot of great resources on apprenticeships. And the first that I have for you is actually a curated list that's content created by us at the NCRTM. We created this list of partner resources that were created by TA centers and federal partners. And this list has more than 10 different resources that are geared towards VR professionals to really help learn more about apprenticeships. Um, And on this sheet, you know, we've done the work for you. It's all in one place. You can find things like on-demand trainings, toolkits, and guides. So highly recommend you check that out, especially if you're just starting to dabble in apprenticeships as a counselor. This is a great starting point to learn more. The second resource is from the VR Technical Assistance Center on Quality Employment. And this is a useful fact sheet on apprenticeships for VR counselors. The third resource I have is actually an on-demand webinar that was created by the VR Technical Assistance Center for Quality Employment. And this is about rehabilitation, counseling, and apprenticeships. And what this webinar does is it introduces state VR agency to registered apprenticeship programs and really, really gets into how to continue your learning and learn about practical application of apprenticeships throughout the VR case service delivery process. And so if you're new to apprenticeships or this is just something that's taking root in your practice, it's a great introductory course for you to take and learn a little bit more about how you can work with your customers and figure out this apprenticeship process so that you can help them achieve their employment goals. Heather Service directs the National Clearinghouse of Rehabilitation Training Materials. Thank you for joining us for today's show. Links to all of the resources discussed on today's show are located in the show notes at vrworkforcestudio.com. Until next time, join us as we podcast the sparks that ignite vocational rehabilitation. The VR Workforce Studio podcast is owned and operated by Vocational Rehabilitation's Partners in Podcasting. Audio content for the podcast is provided to VR partners in podcasting by the Virginia Department for Aging and Rehabilitative Services in exchange for promotional considerations.